0: This is the Monitoring and Evaluation Boost with Godfrey Zincaba. Every week, we share tips and practical stories to help you master the monitoring and evaluation job and perform it to your best. If you haven't yet, please take a moment to hit that subscribe button so you're automatically updated about new episodes. And that way, you can continue to grow your M&E career every day. It also helps to show your support to this podcast and improve its ranking on the platform. We really appreciate that effort. Now, let's get started.
1: Hello. Have you ever been requested to conduct a quality review of a project proposal, but did not know how? Did you try, but didn't know where to start or what tool or checklist to use? Or have you recently reviewed the quality of a draft project proposal, but felt that you could have done a better job? Well, this is your podcast. My name is Godfrey Senkava and this is episode 14 titled Proposal Quality Review, 4 Key Issues and 15 Simple Tips You Must Know. Before I go into the details, let me remind you of the five phases for a typical project proposal development. They are number one, pre-positioning; phase two, positioning; phase two, positioning, phase three, proposal design, phase four, submission, and lastly, phase 5 post-submission. You should integrate quality review in every phase of the proposal design. However, a comprehensive quality review must be done in phase 5 prior to submission. If you want to know how a monitoring and evaluation specialist engages in the different stages of the proposal development, check out the previous episodes. For example, in episode 11, I addressed the pre-proposal or pre-positioning phase by highlighting seven best ways a monitoring and evaluation specialist can pre-position for a grant project proposal. In episode 12, I focused on positioning or what we normally call the request for application phase. More specifically, I highlighted 12 ways to review donor grant solicitation documents through a monitoring and evaluation lens. In episode 13, I explain the five most important issues a monitoring and evaluation specialist must consider before they develop the different monitoring, evaluation, and learning sections. In today's episode, I focus on how to perform a quality review of a draft project proposal before it is submitted to the funder. Reviewing of project documents is likely part of your daily job as a monitoring and evaluation specialist. For project proposals, quality review is even more important. A proposal that has been quality reviewed is likely to be more competitive than one that hasn't. Okay, let's break this down in 4 key issues and 15 simple steps. Issue number one, rationale. Confirm the rationale for quality review and the support assumptions. We review a draft project proposal to identify and provide feedback on the extent to which the proposal meets the expected standards, appropriately aligned to donor guidelines and requirements as listed in the request for proposals, or whether the design has internal consistency and is technically sound. This rationale has several assumptions about the quality of the reviewer. By asking you to review the quality of a proposal, The proposal team or manager assumes that you meet some of the following five assumptions. Assumption number one, that there are standards for a good project proposal and you are familiar with them and you know how to identify a proposal that meets them as opposed to a proposal that does not. If you don't, check out my earlier episodes on this subtopic. Assumption two, that you the reviewer are familiar with the donor or the funder to whom the proposal will be submitted. At minimum, you are familiar with the donor project proposal guidelines, and more specifically the requirements listed in the request for funding application. Assumption three, that you have some level of theoretical and or practical experience with the project design or project implementation. Assumption four, that you will provide an independent and objective review of the proposal despite your professional and technical biases. This is specifically true for monitoring and evaluation specialists who approach their roles as generalists or methodological experts. Assumption 5. Your review will be comprehensive unless requested otherwise. Usually, an end-to-end review of the project proposal is desired. However, the proposal team can request you to provide a review biased to your sector of expertise or focused on a specific element of the proposal. For example, you may be requested to review the M&E components of the proposal only. The five assumptions I've listed that the proposal development team makes about you who is going to review the proposal may not be explicit at the time of their requesting. Just be sure that you understand the rationale why you are being requested to review the proposal as well as their expectations of your work. (music) Issue number two, conditions that motivated the quality review. Understanding the circumstances that necessitated the quality review will help shape the depth and breadth of your review. There are about eight different conditions under which you may be requested to review the quality of a project proposal. And these include, number one, the need to complete a business process step before a proposal is submitted to the donor. As a business process for proposal designs, you may be asked to review a draft project proposal document to complete the proposal design workflow. Under this condition, and if already developed, the organization require you to use a standard project proposal quality review template or checklist. Just be sure to confirm this with the proposal team at the time of requesting you to review. Some organizations use the color of drafts. For example, you may be requested to review a red draft. Typically, a red draft means that some ideas are not yet developed or components are not fully completed, but nonetheless, your review will help the proposal team to develop the next draft. Or others may require you to review the gold draft. The gold drafts signify usually the highest level of quality for the proposal. So in this case, you may be requested to review it and the proposal team doesn't expect you really to provide a lot of feedback because they know that this proposal has gone through a lot of iteration. But nonetheless, they want you to look at it, identify any critical one or two things that they need to deal with before submitting. Just know the kind of draft that you are being asked to review and the level of detail that you need to go into when you're providing your feedback. Secondly, the proposal team didn't have an M&D specialist to write the required M&D components. So, you are called in to help complete the development of the proposal M&D components or help provide expert quality review on what has been developed. Number three, the proposed project design is complex and adding a quality review step will help provide objective feedback, particularly on how to reduce the complexity, including feasibility of the proposed measurements. Number four, the proposal teams want an independent quality review. Someone external to the proposal team will do that job. Number five, simply the need for peer review. Each of the proposal team members may be asked to review each other's written proposal components and provide feedback on them. Six, the review might be necessary for you to complete appropriate components of the proposal. For example, a monitoring and evaluation specialist must review the proposal design logic or logic model in order to develop indicators. You must also review the proposed interventions and implementation approach to make choices on the monitoring and evaluation methods that will be adopted by the project. Lastly, seven, the don't donor has raised quality issues on the submitted project proposal and you are requested to provide a review of the revised proposal to guide refinements and adjustments to best meet the needs of the donor. Any of these conditions under which a quality review is needed for a proposal is very important to know before you begin your review. If the review is needed because of the standard proposal review workflow, find out if there is any template or checklist that you need to follow. There are multiple conditions under which a proposal quality review is needed. Just be sure to ask or find out so that your quality review is well informed. Issue number three, expectations on scope and nature of feedback. The scope of your review may differ depending on the rationale for review and the conditions under which a review is needed. Your quality review may look at the entire proposal. Yes, a typical proposal design document may have 30 to 50 pages long and actually may go over to 60 or 70 if annexes are included. You may be asked to provide a general but comprehensive proposal quality review, or your review may look at individual proposal components. For example, you may be be asked to only look at the conceptual framework or the technical approach or management and staffing section or the indicator matrix or the monitoring and evaluation plan among several. Lastly, your review may look at the entire proposal or selected components but in respect to a specific theme or principle. For example, the proposal team may be interested in the extent to which their draft proposal adheres to partnership or empowerment or sustainability principles or how the proposal integrates gender equality and social inclusion. In this case, all your quality review must be focused on that particular principle. You need to know the scope of the review before you begin. I've already talked about, you might look at the entire proposal, you might look at a specific component of the proposal, or you might look at any of those two but specifically focus on a particular principle. Besides, you also must know the proposal team's expectations on how you should provide feedback. There are four major feedback formats for the proposal quality review. Know which of these or combination is expected by the proposal design team. Number one, summary written feedback. This focuses on high-level issues or key issues that, if not addressed, dent the overall proposal quality. Sometimes, you need to focus only on the must-consider issues. Secondly, in terms of the proposal expectation of your feedback, detailed written feedback. This is feedback that provides specific issues that need to be addressed or considered to improve the proposal quality. This feedback also identifies the specific proposal elements or location in the proposal, say paragraph or pages for the identified issues. Usually, this feedback is complemented by tracking changes. One advantage is that the proposal team gets to know where specifically to focus their revisions. However, detailed feedback may demand more time to address than is often available to the proposal team. It may confuse the proposal team as the reviewer may not have the time to summarize what is most important besides reconciling their different varying opinions. Number three, in terms of how you expect to provide feedback, is provide it orally, oral feedback, which you can present during the proposal team meeting. And lastly, make feedback. This combines both detailed and summarized feedback. It could also be a mixture of written and oral feedback. So again, know the conditions under which you are requested to review a proposal. Know the expectations of the proposal team before you do the detailed review. Whichever format of feedback is expected by the proposal team, just be sure to confirm the scope. Additionally, reviewing the quality of the proposal does not mean that you have to point out every single thing that you don't agree with or anything that you judge inappropriate. Just remember, If your feedback is intended to influence modifications of that proposal, where you also recommend scrapping sections or removing them from the proposal, or adding new ideas to the proposal, always and always provide evidence. You need to provide reasonable justification for your feedback, else it will not be used. Issue number four, focus. At this point, you already know the rationale for the quality review and the assumptions made in having you as a reviewer. You already know the conditions or circumstances under which the quality review is needed by the proposal design team. And you also know the scope and expectations of feedback. Next, you need to be clear on the focus of the review. What do you really look at when reviewing the quality of a draft proposal? Here are the seven C's to conducting a proposal quality review. I developed these seven C's as a framework for comprehensive and time-efficient Quality review. Based on my experience with the designing projects in the different organizations and my understanding of different monitoring, evaluation and learning guidelines for a quality project proposal, the seven C's should help you provide focus on the most important aspects of quality in any proposal. Let's run through each of the seven C's. The first C is checklist. A good quality proposal review goes beyond identification of technical issues that should be addressed. This feedback must be provided within the scope of specific issues of of interest to the organization or project team. Proposal quality review checklists serve this role. These checklists list out the most important issues to focus the quality review. The issues of interest depend on the organization, the programming approach for that organization, or their programming framework, and the expected use. A typical proposal quality review checklist will list the standards expected of that proposal and the guiding theme or topic or question to answer to confirm whether the proposal meets the standard. The standards for proposal quality may be consolidated and a key project design issue, such as technical interventions or monitoring, evaluation, and learning or partnering and collaboration or a key integration issue, such as gender equality and social inclusion. In reviewing the proposed technical interventions, for example, you may need to determine if the proposed activities are based on evidence of specific promising practices. In reviewing the feasibility of the proposed design is monitoring and evaluation. You may need to consider if the desired changes align with the programming approach the activities and output, and in addition, whether the proposed indicators align with the design. In reviewing the proposed partnership and collaboration, for example, you may need to look at whether the design demonstrates shared ownership and implementation with the key stakeholders or partners in accordance with their capacity and agreed roles. In reviewing the specific integration issue of priority to the program, for example, gender equality and social inclusion, you will need to look at the extent to which the proposed activities demonstrate inclusion of the most vulnerable individuals or groups or communities, or whether these will contribute to the decisions that will be taken. Will the target groups, particularly men and women, be enabled to take action on issues that affect their lives? The second C is compliance. Determine whether the proposal has been prepared in alignment with every applicable requirement of the donor as listed in their programming guidance, or specifically the request for funding application. For example, if the request for funding application requires that this design contributes the objectives of the local government ministry or program, has this been made? Is this clear in the proposal? If the proposal requires that the design integrates local country or community monitoring and evaluation data management system, is this? proposal you are reviewing reflecting this in its monitoring and evaluation plan. Compliance is a low-hanging fruit for any proposal quality review. Simply know the requirements and check if the proposal is compliant. Remember, for large donors, complying with the specific requirements in the RFA does not necessarily exonerate you from complying with the broader programming requirements of the donor unless specified. For example, whereas it is good to ensure that the proposal complies with the USAID Bureau of Humanitarian Affairs, BHA, Please double check if the proposal is generally in compliance with the guidelines for programs as laid out in the USAID ADS Chapter 201, USAID's Program Cycle Operation Policy. This guides all the projects funded under USAID. The third C is Consistency. Preparing a project proposal is rarely a one mans show. Even if it's a single individual writing, it's possible they may not have adequate knowledge to complete all the proposal sections. As you review the proposal, check for logical flow across the sections. Any evaluations in ideas presented or terms used, for example, are terms and concepts used carry similar meaning across the proposal components, are the same target groups for specific activities mentioned under the different proposal sections, each time the same or participant group is mentioned, inconsistencies in a proposal weaken the overall quality and likely dent its competitiveness. The fourth C is connectedness. Connectedness goes beyond consistency to look at whether the different components build on each other as expected. For example, are the project objectives informed by the problem analysis? Is the budget supporting the implementation plan? Does performance monitoring reflect the project target and the activities or services provided to participants? If partnering is proposed, does the implementation approach reflect it? And does monitoring and evaluation leverage partners' data management systems? The fifth C is clarity. Check out for any ambiguities. Are the arguments presented explicit and unambiguous? Is it clear who will be targeted? Are the project results understandable and specific enough to inform identification of appropriate measurements? Are the steps to identify and register project participants very clear with sufficient details provided? The sixth C is compelling evidence. Has the data been provided to support or justify key approaches for the design? For example, is there evidence to support the choice of activities for the identified project results? Is there a rationale for the direct implementation as opposed to working through partners? Is this rationale reasonable? Generally, are the project-preferred activities, approaches, location, targets, partners, or monitoring and evaluation methods supported with the evidence? If so, is it properly identified and referenced, even where there is no evidence for. Some of the interventions or method, has this been used to inform the project learning plan? The seventh C is cost. Beyond the technical narrative, reviewing the budget will provide you a complete picture of the overall feasibility of the design. A finance specialist may provide an in-depth technical review of the budget. However, a non-finance specialist, like most of us in monitoring and evaluation or in programming, your interest may be on the high-end reasonableness of the proposed budget. Have the activities been budgeted for? In terms of monitoring and evaluation, check if the costs will support the monitoring and evaluation plan. If the donor allowed up to a certain Percentage, like 3-5% to 5% of the entire budget, has this been respected. Check if costs for the different M&E activities have been included, plus monitoring and evaluation staffing, management of information systems, monitoring and evaluation trainings or workshops, evaluation surveys, among others, as listed in the proposed monitoring and evaluation plan. In conclusion, review of program documents is central to several jobs in the international development field, particularly for the technical positions. If you are in a monitoring and evaluation specialist role, quality review of project documents is a standard task. I believe I have laid out for you a very good framework and perspective for you to consider next time you are requested to perform a quality review of a project proposal. You can adapt this framework when you're dealing with other reviews, for example, a baseline report or evaluation report. Bottom line, when people request you to review the quality of a draft proposal. They expect an independent and objective review. Much of this could be on the technical design of the proposal. But the framework I've laid out in this podcast is a reminder to you that performing a quality review of a project proposal goes beyond the technical narrative. It should consider the rationale for the review, the expectations and conditions under which you are asked to review, the nature of the feedback anticipated by the proposal design team. And of course, remember, the seven C's will help you in focusing your quality review. So, The quality review of a project proposal goes way beyond the technical design. It involves you understanding the rationale, the assumptions that are being made about you who is going to review, the expectations of your feedback, the conditions under which you are asked to review, the scope of your feedback is very important, and the differences as I've laid out, including the checklist, compliance, consistency, connectedness, clarity, compelling evidence, and cost. Thank you. Thank you very much. See you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the Monitoring and Evaluation Boost with Godfrey Senkaba. Please let us know your comments or any topics you would like to hear. And please check out our website, www.mandeboost.com. If you have comments about this episode or experiences you would like to share regarding the ideas discussed in this podcast, please let us know. Again, please visit our website to share. That's www.mandeboost.com. Thank you.